Hey, everybody. Hello. Hey. No, Addy, not you yet. We're not talking oh, to you yet. yet. This is just intro. This is going to stay. <laughs> but it's happening. But we're not talking to you yet. Nope. We haven't introduced you. This is a recurring theme because you're on the title of the podcast episode, but we're pretending that people don't know. Yeah. And like <laughs> the three of us don't spend enough quality time with each other. Yeah. People so, need to hear what we say and do more. <laughs> so can you just stop getting in the way of our... Listen, who are you, who are you talking about? Do you want me here or not? Yeah. If you're really going to address me this much. Didn't think we we're going to like be like shaming her or her on the podcast. <laughs> no, the pro- professionalism in, uh, in the first 30 seconds is already off off the charts. It's just sick. It's NPR, it. basically. I'm we starting to panic. Maybe we should play that theme music. Honestly, I'm looking for it. Remember how I said it was going to show up? <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't showed up yet. Where's my theme music? Pretty soon uh, I guess I'm gonna be famous. You just gonna sing it? You want me to sing it? <laughs> really? I just want the. Usually I thought that thing. was it. Wait. Oh, I got a new. I got the right key. Thank you. I think I no, did. That too. didn't help. Guys, this sucks. Where's all my songs? I like Tommy singing it. <laughs> Tommy, you just want to sing this week's intro? Um, I feel like that went with what's going on. Be famous, a little more famous than you. That's right. Certain people will greet my name with a proud and mighty. (laughs) And one glorious day, my songs will be played at an airport Chili's too. You suck. (laughs) Yes, one day I'm going to be famous. And you could be famous too. Honestly, I didn't even think you had heard the podcast yet. Like, listen back. So I'm impressed that you know that song. It's a good song. I'm that was amazing. I played no. I didn't write or play on that song, <laughs> by the way. So this is this is just my um, absorption of it as a fan of the song, which Ben can't find. Did you ever? Did you ever find it? No, I'm still looking. I don't usually there's a little button that shows up here. Now I'm embarrassed because and I'm on Haley's computer. I don't have I have them on I mean, my I know where it is. Okay, guy, let's let's welcome our guest. <laughs> let's do I'm that. Actually, I'm really excited. I'm really, really excited about this because we have one of my favorite people in the whole world. Addie, would you like to say hello to the world? I can talk now. Yeah, please save us. Yeah, from, hey. From us. Hi Addie. Hi, thanks for having me. This is exciting. We're so happy to have you on. We yeah. haven't seen your face in so long. And I know. I don't even know if this counts because we see your face like on socials and on screens and this is no exception. Exactly. But you know, we're tour mates. We're past tour mates. Yeah, you guys were the best band we've ever toured with. The nicest, the funniest, the coolest. Yeah. I was going to, on my list of, of big questions is what is the worst part about touring with Jukebox the Ghost? <laughs> uh, I'm sure I could come up with something. I'll think on it. I should have prepped that. <laughs> <laughs> since we, you know, since we toured, you all were like kind of a baby band at that point. We were signed to the same label. You put out record two? You just put out record two? I'm losing track of time. No, it was record one. No, it was was record one was like coming out or maybe just out. Because this was what, 2018? Yeah, so this is it was out. But you got Dandelion was, yeah, we haven't, I I feel like I've, I haven't seen you in like a record cycle and a half for the grading committee. That's probably, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Wow. You're more prolific than us. 
which so I know this is belated, but I mean, we love Dandelion. <laughs> it, it, uh, we haven't talked to you since that came out, but it's so good. Thank you. I'm also just thinking about how uh, Jesse's using really big words. I don't think I even know what prolific means. He doesn't either, so don't feel bad about it. I don't know what it, I don't know what it means. I just I'm wearing gla- I'm <laughs> wearing glasses now. I'm just trying to lean into the. You really were leaning into the glasses there. <laughs> prolific does sound when you learn the definition of prolific. Everyone uses a lot of people use that word wrong because it sounds like profound. It sounds like important. It mm-hmm. actually just means you release a lot of stuff. That's what <laughs> oh. it means. Right? Nice. Actually, it doesn't mean you release. It just means you you write a lot of stuff. I mean, yeah, it means you... We're 110% not prolific then compared to you. You guys have so much. <laughs> well, we're like we're 10 old. times older. We're like 20 times <laughs> older than you, all right? We've been doing so, this forever. <laughs> actually, and I was going to bring this up later, but... Do it now. I was researching the band in a way that like, you know, when we kind of figure out what it's going to be like touring together and stuff, we listen to music mostly. We don't read the whole history. I was surprised that y'all have actually been a band for a long time. I mean, we've been a band for longer than any band. But (laughs) I feel like you've been in this band for a decade. How old were you all when you started the band? 15. So yeah, it's like, and I'm about to turn 25. So it's been a decade. You got that decade. You got that decade, Mark. Isn't that weird? Yes. What did you do? Like, what was that like? So for me, I didn't even sing in front of anybody until I was like 16. So like, Thought of doing that is insane to me. What? How did you do that? It happened really quickly. So before the greeting committee, I would sing and write songs on a ukulele, piano, guitar, whatever. And I would sell my CD around school. And that's kind of how I got connected to Brandon, our original guitarist. And we started playing together and he started playing with me at open mic nights, coffee shops, whatever it was. And I was like, this kind of sucks. I want a band. <laughs> will you be in a band with me? And he said, yes. And then we, uh, in 2014 recorded an EP called it's not all that bad. And our song hands down was on that. And the day of our EP release officially in 2015, we got played on the radio and people were texting in loving it because our manager texted the program director or DM'd him on Twitter, not even texted him a station called 96.5 the buzz. And, the rest was kind of history. Did you, you know, this, this, the whole theme of this podcast is famous. It's, it's, it's about like being famous, but also no one knows or cares who you are at the same time in that weird dichotomy. <laughs> like, yeah. did you, when that was happening, I imagine in like your high school, it was like you were massive. Everyone must have known that you all oh. were on the radio and you're doing a thing. Like, yeah, they thought it was so cool. But even then, one of my favorite stories is our principal. So we all went to the same high school in kansas and our principal would pull people out of class if you had like a few missing days or just to check in on you whatever it was and he would always check in on me and he's like i i see you're gone a lot does that mean you're touring you're traveling that's awesome (laughs) and then he would pull he'd call me a star and then he would pull brandon out of class and he'd be like why are you missing so many days of school what is going on like so angrily and and Brandon was like, oh, I, I play in a band. Uh, it's called The Greeting Committee. And he's like, oh. And, and then Brandon goes, it's with Addy Sartino. And Mr. Bacon goes, oh, my God, that is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, 
<laughs> I got I got the great end of the deal. Poor Brandon. All of a sudden, every kid in that high school who's cutting class is like, I'm in the grading committee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Were you like when, everything? When, were you were you actually starting to tour at that point? Like were you playing shows outside of town? Like what on, on what grounds were you missing school at that point? <laughs> right? Very irregularly. Um, but yeah, we did a tour with a very small tour with St. Motel. I say tour, it was a few shows. Um, we played a show with Mr. Wives that was out of town like the night before my math final. Cool. And I remember going to wow. show up for my math final and I, I didn't fill out half of it. And she was like, are you sure you want to do that? And I was like, nah. <laughs> like I was getting way too ahead of myself. <laughs> Did you like, I don't know, I, I this is, like when we met, like I've, you have always been like really serious about music. Like one of the things I like, yeah. like really respect about you and when we toured together and like, and, and since then like, like it just, you you exude like, this is a real thing for you. Like you are committed to like, you know, being serious, being taken seriously, like making good music, like making art, like getting your shit together. Was that always the case? Like, did you have that like head down? Like, I think when we started to be a band, it was like chaos, like we had big dreams, but it was loosey-goosey. We didn't know how to take it seriously. We didn't know how to take ourselves seriously. And I feel like you've always been able to do that in a way like I really respect. I thought it was really cool. Like, when did that kick in for you? Or is that just who you are? That's so you funny you said that. Because the first time we uh, went into like a real studio with a producer that was someone we didn't know well or at all really was for This Is It. And he was like, we had 10 days to do 12 songs and stayed two or three. And he's like, do you guys ever smile? And we were just <laughs> so scared out of our minds to be there and get everything done. So a lot of that is fear. And I think when you're 15 and you've got four people, somebody has to step up and be that person to kind of drive the ship. And it, it definitely wasn't going to be anyone else <laughs> just because yeah. I wouldn't even let them. <laughs> is, is there anything from your high school era that actually has survived into the to the modern era whether it like because i don't think is any of this any does any of the stuff from this is it originate that far back ideas of it yeah actually wow cool yeah it's crazy wow. it's very weird people always ask because hands down will come on at like restaurants because it's just somehow in that system of things that restaurants play, I guess. Yeah. And the restaurant I served at for like five years, it would come on probably once or twice a month. Amazing. And everyone was always like, how, oh, how do you feel? And I was like, this just sounds like a different person to me. Like that's a 15-year-old. That feels yeah. weird. And like I have 15-year-old brothers and a 16-year-old sister now. And I'm like, you couldn't do that. Like what? Well, Why like, was, was like, I handed those keys? I was like, would you want to listen to their songs? Yeah, no. <laughs> Actually, love them. That reminds me, Addy. Uh, so we've got some song clips to play for the pod. Oh, yeah. I almost picked Hands Down. I decided to pick another one that reminds me of our tour together. But oh. if you don't mind, we're going to make you listen to you. Oh, great. This is 17.
How old are you here? 17? 18? 20? Yeah. 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 It was Dang. tough to pick. We got songs from, from uh, Dandelion coming up, but uh, it was tough to pick one from this record because your set list had so many bangers. Thank that does you. bring me back, though. That song, like, yeah, that song makes me feel like I'm just like side stage watching you, just waiting for you to crowd surf. Yep. <laughs> we had yeah, to bring I, up the crowd surfing. Yes. Oh, of course. And Ben, thinking back to your question about me being so serious, I remember really wanting to learn from you and impress you. <laughs> I think you're one of the few people I've asked. Like, I, I was like, "Will you sit and watch our set?" I remember that. And if, remember if that somebody distinctly. asked me to do that now, I'd be like, oh, I want to go eat and do other stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and you that's did what it. I mean. Like, like I had such respect for you for being like, what do I, how do I do this? And like, how do I get better? And it was cool. I was like, you know, as I'm like listening to your like tunes and, and going through and, and I remember like, I remember that conversation and talking to you about mm-hmm. like when to, when to push like vocally, when to like go for it, when to not go for it, how to balance it all out. Like, and also like, thank you for, I don't know, putting me in a position to even say anything because that's so sensitive, right? Yeah, I just, I trusted you so much and I knew you wouldn't say anything like, I I knew it was all going to come from a good place and it did help. I think if you ask any of the guys that were on that tour, like my bandmates, everyone always refers to when I sort of, I don't want to say like discovered myself, but maybe refined myself where I, something just kind of clicked. They always refer to the jukebox tour. And I feel like a lot of that had to do with, with you and our conversations for sure. And just having so much fun with you guys and your crowd is so perceptive and great. They still come to our shows, which is makes me so happy. They're like, we're (laughs) from the jukebox tour. I'm like, yes, they're still coming. They're not surprised they fell in love with you, Ben. By the way, there makes me happy. There were some, um, some I, I guess, f- fans of Jukebox and also the Greeting Committee who follow like a cartooning live streams that I've been doing. And they had asked enough times, a few of them, for me to cover a Greeting Committee song. So I lear- I, I have done a Greeting oh Committee gosh. cover. I've covered, I covered Elise, which is a great tune. I've never heard this. I haven't heard this either. I didn't make a recording, I but I, I just I was just playing it on a ukulele, you know, like on a live oh, stream. Oh no! But oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah. I'd be oh. too I'd be too shy to to to, <laughs> to send it to you until I had a couple <laughs> more run throughs. But <laughs> beautiful song. That's awesome. Thank it seems you. like uh, you know, shortly following our tour, though, seem y'all kept going steady on the road, and you started playing some big shows, some big headline shows. I mean. Or at least, you know, I don't know you what all the have, capacity... What trying to say is you, you all have blown up. Y'all have you blown up. You got freaking huge. <laughs> I don't know what cap rooms they are, but it's it's funny just seeing this stuff. Witnessing your, your show clips through social media. I mean, the crowd is equally yeah, nuts. Equally nuts to a, to a jukebox show. We're very lucky, yeah. I mean, it's, we're still in that position where there's a big range in show capacity. So we'll yeah. jump from like a 400 to an 800 and then our hometown is just a whole different level. So it'll be fun to hopefully level out and keep building. But it's funny because we're starting to headline these 
venues that we've opened for you guys in. And it's like, Oh, like I remember that so well. And it's like, we, we shared this green room and they were so nice enough to let us do that. (laughs) Like, we just think back to that all the time. I mean, you guys are our reference when we bring on new crew. I'm not even kidding. Cause we had more new crew on this last tour. And I was like, we need to make sure we do a really good job. And we put ourselves out there and we talk to the opening band and like, that's on us to do. And I feel like so much of that was referenced from you guys for sure. And that makes, that makes me so happy. That is so, it's like, cause that's what we want to do. Right. We yeah. want, we also like touring is hard. I'm sure we said this on that. Like tour can be like, it's grueling. It's exhausting. Like it's hard on the body. It's hard on the mind. And it's like, you have the chance to just the people you're with to keep it positive and like that's your family for those weeks it was the most fun tour to this day like everybody's answer unanimously is the jukebox tour that's so funny we we uh, on one of the other podcast episodes with uh ryan from guster Mm -hmm. and i don't know the order that these are coming out but for us it gave us the experience that i guess we gave to you in some capacity like it was the for sure. welcome in, like the whole, I'm, I remember on that tour, I was like, we're going out for dinner. Like one mm-hmm. night we're all, we're doing family dinner somewhere. And they did that for us. And it made such an impact because it's nice to like get outside of the tour, get outside of the venues and like just be people for a minute. Mm-hmm. And uh, that tour with you all was, was really, really special. Yeah, so if you guys, you know, when you guys jump that next uh, venue level and you guys are looking for an opening act, just let us know. <laughs> right, we're right here. <laughs> We're down. Yeah, so we need a crowd. Like, we're gonna treat these guys like shit. Yeah. <laughs> I always wonder what it's like for bands like that. Yeah, it's funny. Like we're talking talking to our friend in Guster. He actually has. I don't think his experience can really be beat. Maybe it can, but he's had how many opening? How many bands have opened for him that have won Grammys? It's been like oh John Mayer. all of them, but Jukebox the Ghost, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, like. I was just going to say, this is stupid, but I am I get self-conscious when we're on tour with a band. We're headlining. We get like, if it's a small club, we get the green room. If it's whatever, if it's bigger, we still get like the better green room. Mm-hmm. But if there's only three of us. And so if there's like a band of five or six or more, I'm just like, I can't not share my tortilla chips. And hum- like, <laughs> there's three of us. We probably have like... Five unopened hummuses. Oh yeah, hummai, hummai. It's like exactly they get stored. Yeah. (laughs) So no, we want. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And Ben, what were you saying? I don't know. I got. I'm just. I'm just like lost in your in your green room stories and. Yeah, I'll eat your tortilla chips and hummus anytime. It was just makes me think of. I remember when the pandemic first hit. Somebody made a meme of the. um, (laughs) <laughs> because all the bands weren't touring. <laughs> so anyway, a meme of the CEO of Sabra's Hummus like crying alone. <laughs> oh That's so spot on. That's hilarious. And why is it? It's always Sabra's. It's never anything else. It's always. Yeah, nope, yeah. never. I actually put Cedar. I got hip to Cedar's Hummus and I now have that on our rider. I have hey, Cedar's. And well, Jesse, shout out to Cedar's, <laughs> but also goes, pay us. Like, wait, yeah. There goes the sponsorship. Yeah, hey, yeah. So many emails to Mr. and Mrs. Sabras. Yeah. Yeah, Speaking of emails, Ben, I emailed you our show music. I don't know if you can play. You want to do the show intro now? (laughs) I kind of want to. You want to intro the show after Tommy's beautiful rendition? I mean, you shouldn't replace the intro. You should just give us a little taste of it now. I want to hear how well Tommy nailed it. 
All right. Yeah. Pretty soon. Right, I've downloaded I think that's it. That's the key. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Pretty soon. Do you think that's where pretty it is? Soon Let's find out. I'm gonna be. Does Tommy have perfect pitch? Pretty soon I'm gonna be famous, a little more famous than you. Certain people will greet my that name was crazy. with a proud and mighty. Tommy, <laughs> wow. What that's else can amazing. you do? I'm a I'm a big fan wow. of Pod. <laughs> you do hear this song quite a bit. Addy, like as far as like while we're talking about like venues and stuff, what was there a moment where like beyond like opening shows where you're like, oh, this is working? Either in like like from a live show standpoint or touring standpoint, like do you have because you were on the you know the TV show where you're performing and you're like mega Netflix superstars all of a sudden. <laughs> like, was that one of those moments or is there like you have these like like benchmarks of like that was a thing that happened and all of a sudden we're a big band now i have benchmarks like on paper like i've learned that when you're talking to somebody's grandparent you can't just say i'm in a band you have yeah. to give you that's like your time to be what feels arrogant because otherwise they just think you're doing absolutely nothing so I feel like... Which, which we mid- are, to be fair. Yeah, like, exactly. We're all, this is all total bullshit, but yeah. I, there's the funniest picture of me that exists in bed at like 11 a.m., like struggling to get up. And my girlfriend quoted it and was like, she could never have a nine to five. And I was like, no, I really could not <laughs> at this point. But uh, I, the movie was definitely made it like on paper. That was something fun or easy to say. I don't know. We have a hard time really acknowledging things like or it's so fleeting and then you're moving on to just trying to do the next big thing yeah we actually have to work on acknowledging successful moments so are there are there like i hate this question too but like are there shows that stick out where you're like where do these people come from or i mean yeah like uh, on our last tour dc we upgraded the venue um from 550 because we sold that out and we were like okay we could probably sell like we won't sell the next one out, but we'll sell maybe 50, 100 more tickets, and that'll be nice, more than what it was. Yeah. And we sold out the 800-capacity room, and oh, that wow. just really blew me away because that that just doesn't feel real to me. That That's, that's where awesome. I'm like, mm. yeah. I'm like, I kind of get it in Kansas City in our hometown where we grew up with a lot of people. I mean, but even then, if you look at that, those crowds, I mean, those shows always wow me, too. Where, a who, lot of it feels surreal. How yeah. do you think these people are finding you? Like, what is there a thread? Is there a thing you can point to? Um, I don't know because I feel like 2019 touring with Hippocampus really built a lot of momentum for us. But then with COVID happening, we kind of had to start over again yeah. in 2021. It felt like I don't know if I could pinpoint specifically. I mean, the movie did help boost some streams for the This Is It record, but it wasn't. I I hated everyone was like, you're going to blow up and this is going to happen. And I was like, don't say that because I know it's not. And that's okay. And that's normal. Yeah. I wasn't expecting like Ash, that artist really did blow up from those movies. So I knew I was like, it's not going to happen again. But I don't know. I can't really pinpoint it. People just keep showing up. And I think that's something that I remember about your guys's tour that wowed me. And I think really taught me. Okay, this sounds like a backhanded compliment, but now we know how Spotify works, so we know it's not. You can have like, you can blow up on TikTok and have a bajillion monthly listeners and nobody goes to your shows. Yeah. You guys have 
sold out shows consistently, so many people packed in that come time and time again. And I think that proves so much more to me now than like Spotify numbers, because I remember being so confused by different things and Twitter and Instagram and all of that. And and now I can look at things and I'm like, that really doesn't mean anything like you think it does. Well, and you probably saw our numbers, which like we stream okay, but like, you definitely stream bigger than we do now. Like you are, our follower counts like aren't that crazy, but like the quality of those followers is such that they, again, like you said, they like, we're lucky they come to shows. That's what we've done. We've pushed, we've been touring forever. I think think that's what happens when you're really steady. Yeah. And you're, you're doing like, you're on that path. And I think it's really, really cool. And says a lot about like who you are and who you are as a band and the music you're making that in, in that COVID zone where everything disappeared people still found you Mm -hmm. got attached to you and it resonated and you built because a lot of people they were buzzing buzzing building COVID hits and it it just it didn't it tanked for them for whatever reason Mm -hmm. like they people stopped paying attention or or moved on to another thing and i and i'm like so glad that for you all like the momentum kept going i'm not surprised because your music is great and you're great and and you're great as, as as a group and it's like I don't know. It's 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 really cool that you can still tour after that, and it keeps on building. And I'm I think really that just yeah. Means it'll keep. There's no reason why it wouldn't keep doing that. I hope so. I mean, we toured in February of 2022, and then November, and we doubled most of those venue sizes within that year. And so, I I feel super lucky that we were able to do that because I was so. I mean, I've just been nervous the whole year because yeah, it <laughs> does awesome. feel like so many people are. Are, are falling off. And, and when you have, you know, your team is supposed to worry about the numbers and like our Instagram following is, is actually relatively small compared to most bands, but yeah, it's, it's people that show up. It's the quality of, of the people that are coming along this journey. You, you know, you work hard up there. You know, you work harder than, than most. I try. You work that, <laughs> you work that stage. You were doing it on tour with us. I mean, come on, you're crowd surfing every night and, and so much more, but I think you really give, um, you kind of give arena energy, which depending on the music and the band, that could be wrong, but <laughs> it works. You know, I feel like you, you are going to be energy. the next you too. Yeah. yeah. That's what Jesse's <laughs> Thank saying. Thank you. That's what we're going for. Well, you've got a, you've got that's a, it. you've got a style of crowd hype and crowd surfing that it doesn't, you know, like, I know what Jesse's saying. But somehow your version of it feels like the kind of thing that works just as well at a basement show as it does as it would in like an arena. Like there's something it feels real. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I've tried to learn how to it's like playing to the back of the room. And it's so funny. I, I need to find a better phrase. But I but when I people are like, what do you like when you play live? I don't have a better phrase than like falls to the wall. That's yeah. just <laughs> what it is, what I'm trying to go for. But it's gotten so interesting it's not, it didn't land as well this year as it did in previous years. The, the because well, everyone's, or... yeah. Yeah, I had a question oh, sorry, about going, that. Because on their th- phones? Oh, I was thinking did about Did you see post- my tweets? No. Oh, Tommy, get that well, sentence out. Sorry, I, I, that was what I was going to say earlier. I was curious about if post-COVID, if you felt the difference with crowd surfing or if this is something oh. unrelated. Oh, yeah. No, that's exactly what it is. So I've we went on that tour and... I'm like a headline tour. It should be extra fun because there's just different objectives when you're opening. You want to win people over. And when you're headlining, you kind of get to like relish in all of that. 
And I think because there were so many new people, I could just tell who did and didn't get it because the people who got it were trying to help the people who didn't get it. But it, it happened enough times of people being too worried about getting the video and having their phone up that they didn't have their hands up to catch me. And so I've gotten to the point where I started taking people's phones and I give them back, but I take them (laughs) and from now on, they're going to go come back on the stage with me and then I'll get it back because I just, that's, I was like, (laughs) my my shtick as an opener was to kind of be, I was always a little bit of an asshole to the crowd. Like, come on. I love that. Your principal. I think your principal Dude, from is, high school would be very proud of this move. Yes, that's like, that's yeah, principal exactly. That is so you in a it's nutshell. A like, move. You are going to watch me because I'm good. Put your phone down. <laughs> and if you don't it's, put it out, I'm taking it. I, I and I'll it. say like, put your phone down, put your phone down. Because it's, I keep, uh, I sound, I, I feel so elderly saying this, but I keep pulling my back, crowd surfing because people aren't catching me the right <laughs> way. And I'm like, oh my God, it makes me so mad. And it's the last song before the encore. So I'll run back and I'm steaming and then I get back on stage and I get to just be like, what are you doing? And everyone has had the best reaction so far and been so fun with it. I feel very lucky. Like I need to read you guys. We, we posted this on Instagram because we got a message because our last show was Austin, Texas back in February of this year. We had a reschedule. And this girl messaged me and said, you called my boyfriend a fucker at your concert in Austin. And I just want to say that was the greatest moment of my life because he is a fucker for filming while you crowd surfed. Anyways, I love you so much. Thanks for the greatest night ever. We will be seeing y'all again next tour. Yes. And I'm like, what a good sport. Because it was, that was the guy who I took his phone and I said, you're a little fucker. Get off of this. And he was just so funny with it. He was like, that was me. Oh, that's badass. <laughs> that's amazing. It could have it could have gone way worse. But that was kind of, I think I had lost a little bit of my um, my fire. But that's, I mean, that's, I heckled the crowd all the time. I don't know why I stopped, but I'm bringing it back. You do, you antagonize a crowd very well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I want to hear some of the new record because... There is like an edge here that we need to we need to discuss. Yeah, let's let's dig into okay. Abby's darkness. Uh, this okay. is this is make out. Distorted vocals. Yeah. It was a fun new feature to play with. How do you feel listening to yourself? Like in this context? Yeah. I mean, no matter. Yeah, I just feel weird no matter what listening to myself. (laughs) It's funny. It it varies in degrees. How how uncomfortable did we make you just then? And what could we do to make you more uncomfortable? Honestly, (laughs) I feel really thankful you've picked the songs you've picked. Because those are maybe the ones that I would show someone if they really like wouldn't stop asking me about it. 
Yeah. Um, but there are some where I'm like, this is a living nightmare to sit here and listen to. Can I tell you an <laughs> embarrassing thing relating to this record for that happened to me? That I, Please. I, I don't know if I've told you this, but when that record came out, I was listening to it and I was like, this is so great. I got I to gotta message them. And so I DM'd you, I thought it was you on Instagram congratulating oh, no. you on the record. It was just some <laughs> other, it was like a comedian named Addy who I happened to follow. I guess I, I like, I, I, I mixed up Addies. So anyways, I, but what, what, what really broke my heart is that she did see the message. Cause I, you know, had that little like scene underneath yeah. you know? and that, that's what made me go. Oh no, it's it's the wrong person. But anyways, no. like, yeah, because you know I would reply. I yeah, I, I didn't. I, I didn't think you would leave it unseen. So that's what clued me into yeah, that it's the wrong hilarious. person. Yeah, that's hilarious. you're not oh like a friend God. who neglects her phone. You're on. <laughs> no. You're on your phone. Yeah, I'm online. You're you're hustling. You're working hard. <laughs> the new record sounds so good. I mean, thank you. That's. I it's the know. old record. It's the old record now. There's like there's a new record true. building its way on Spotify right now. Yeah. Do you have yeah, the whole well, thing? Those are those recorded? are two songs. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Are you not I do. supposed to say that? Are you being like cagey and weird because you're no? Like I just doing the I just thing? didn't know if you were gonna like make me play it or something. Uh, I wasn't. <laughs> thinking that. I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, what would I do? I don't even know. Yeah, we've got some. Not not studio recordings. We have really crappy demos. Crappy because I don't like my vocal takes. Not crappy because of the production. Pierce is actually getting really good at producing. I'm very proud of him. Cool. Well, anything oh, with yeah. you and Hopscotch are wonderful. So both total bangers. Thank you. Yeah. We were both really nervous about doing that process because now it's just Pierce and I as the only songwriters and the only original members left. And so I felt like we had a lot to lot to prove there, and I'm very happy with how it turned out. Yeah, I was gonna ask, like, what's the what's the current lineup? Like, who's uh, so you and Pierce me, and then Pierce Noah was on tour with yeah us the second time. Yeah, and, he's yeah, still I tall? Think just, he's still so tall. Okay, just check. <laughs> it's it's horrible for photos. He's just uh, <laughs> yeah. and then our drummer is named Micah, and he's actually Noah's best friend. And I am cool. so upset that you guys don't know him yet because honestly, I think y'all would think he's the biggest character and he just really sustains my theory on drummers in bands because which is what? he's like Jesse, you know? Not Does that good, say right? enough? Wait, I, no, I, need, I, need, I need you to say more about that, actually. We I want need to more descriptions. I mean, they're all kind of goofy and funny. <laughs> yeah. You're being way too polite about this. Just say say what you gotta no, it's, say. It's they're they're goofy and funny and like the least. It's funny because they're Micah's debatably the most talented musician in the group. He's like insane at drums, but you just wouldn't really know when he walks yeah. into the venue because he looks like a truck driver smoking a cigarette. Like it's like yes. what? So it's like me and if I was insane reading. at drums. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, really good. Uh, nice. Hell yeah. Yeah, drummers oh, are I love that. Jess, Jesse, why are drummers drummers? Like what what is I thought it? you were gonna say why are drummers better than me? In general. <laughs> no, no. Why? No. I mean it, that's because well that the answer, sorry. The answer to your question is because they practice. <laughs> oh my god, he's really getting you here. This is a running bit. I love it. Yeah. Um <laughs> I'm not a, a child pathologist. It's actually not a bit. <laughs> but I I think you know 
It is probably um, some not a prenatal. child pathologist. I, look, I don't know what happened to make people. I think he's drunk. trying to say therapist. No, like a pathologist. Like it's Bless it's you. like a doctor, but something's already wrong. Oh, <laughs> but what, right? who are these children? Like pathology is basically like. What are you, Jesse Ira Glass is the child. That's what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> he's a Ira prolific Glass. pathologist. What? You're a prolific pathologist. No, look, I, I don't know what happened psychologically to have, have anyone choose drums as an instrument. I mean... There's something. Yeah, there's something wrong with people, you know? Maybe a better question is like, why are you the way you are? <laughs> yeah, and, let's get into it. <laughs> uh, let me call my mother. Addie wants to know. I was just I miss your mom. I was just googling <laughs> child pathologist just to see, like, right? Isn't what Google pathology because well, patho- it's essentially medicine, and pathology is medicine, but you're it's like the medicine of disease. It. You're trying to understand mm, a okay. disease. It's like, but if a child pathologist, like, is like you're just trying to understand a, a child. Jesse, I have bad news for you. A pathologist is a doctor who examines bodies and tissues. What? Yeah, but, you want a you want a therapist or a psychologist. But to pathologize what is the? to quote regard regard or treat someone or something oh. as psychologically abnormal or unhealthy. Like oh. so, like yeah. pathology. Yeah. We no, are pathologizing Je- you. Well, Jesse's like, like, still okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, go on, Tommy. Just get the no, whole Tommy. Tell me, I'm right. Just yeah. You know. No, the, it, uh, the pathologist will will diagnose the stage of disease using laboratory techniques and patient specimens. So you know, I. Yeah. I see what you're saying. <laughs> no, honestly, we should move on. But I think, like, I think medicine is broad, and then pathology. It always struck me as kind of funny because it's it's like the science of figuring out what's fucked up. And I th- isn't that medicine? Anyway, speaking of Ira Glass, this is exactly geez. what I was talking about. By the way, yeah, you better. <laughs> it's in the DSM four. Look it up, drummer. It's like a, it's in, it's near psychoaffective and. <laughs> Speaking of I want to sound glass, a bit of ah. <laughs> and speaking of fucked up in this, I think it's time to do a little Toro stories with Addie Sartino. Yeah. Ooh. Toro yes. stories. Ooh. You're on an endless highway heading into Ohio. <laughs> you hear the chilling whisper of Ira Glass on the radio. We have uh, stories today about unpredictable kinds of things that can happen. It's three hours past midnight, you shiver as you realize your fate. On this never-ending tour, there's no exit. And you regret the slimy, scary, hairy, greasy, pre-wrapped truck stop sausage biscuit thing you ate. Tour story. These are too good. Oh my God. Did you have so much fun making these? We did. We did. Oh we should have had Tommy, Tommy sing it though. Yeah. Next time. I'm realizing we, we could just put these in post and I'm still so proud of these stupid songs that I want our guests to like hear them. But Yeah, I want to hear it. <laughs> I'm glad you're playing them. Well, people uh, need to know. I think my story might be from touring with you guys. I just, I, I can't, yes. I think it might be. Okay. Maybe you guys will remember this. And if you don't, then maybe it wasn't this tour, but. I feel like our go-to horror story was when our van broke down in Yonkers, New York. And we were forced to stay in a dirty, grimy, 
by the hour motel. And there were rooms that you could look into and they had mirrors on the ceiling and on the walls. And I remember it was all like five, six of us piling into this motel with two beds and you didn't even want to sleep under the covers. And we went into the, the bathroom and I didn't know it at the time, but Pierce had shaved his face. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know he had already had time to go in there. So I walk in there and he did, he sucks at cleaning up after himself. And I was like, there's pubes in the sink. And I'm like freaking out. And Pierce is like, that's my beard hair. And I'm like, oh my God, it was so horrible. I was such a little suburban brat. I called my dad and I was like, can you get me into a Hilton? He was like, yeah. no, <laughs> like, you're fine. But yeah, we were, we were all a little like, itchy the next day. And oh dear, we had Papa John's, even though Peyton was vegan. And so her stomach was killing her. It was just like oh, a never no. ending. People were pulling in and out of the parking lot. It was wild. Have, have wow. you guys have you guys ever gotten bed bugs from a motel on tour? That was like the closest scenario of what happened. Why are we itchy? Mm. So I feel very <laughs> lucky. The hair hygiene. It's like, what if your tour story is like, I one time I went on tour with like five straight white men. <laughs> the amount of hair. <laughs> that's that's what happens to me. That's my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, that's a good one. That's like, that is a good just, one. I should just leave it at that. Honestly, like I like the um, I like when a when a tour horror story is just like really short. Like we had a friend say like he he at first our friend Greg was like I don't I didn't prepare I can't think of any and then they started piling on you know like he started oh thinking God. of a million and that's one of them was like <laughs> one of them was like I played for the sound guy I played for <laughs> no one <laughs> and I just loved how. <gasps> And, yeah. Very precise and to the point. Yep. Or just like Played there was the hair. There was hair everywhere. <laughs> so have we, gotten, have we ever gotten bed? Tommy, you got bed bugs. That's happened. It's happened to me twice on tour. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, Tommy no, three, three times. Three times. Really? Like, and you brought <gasps> them back to your house? No, no, they didn't. They didn't come with me. But uh, you know, oh. where I had you know bed bug bites from a gross motel. It was, it was a oh nightmare. Oh my god. Yeah. Yep. Oof. That sucks. So you always check. See, I don't do this. I should. But yeah, I you don't check. check. They're never there. Check. You, check well, you guys, under the you know, you, I mean, what, honestly, <laughs> I because, don't do it, that. because it's happened to me three times and it hasn't happened to you guys. What I suspect is that you guys just aren't allergic to bed bug bites. So they might, you might not even notice. Years and years and years ago, when I first moved to New York, my, my apartment got bed bugs and I didn't know it. And they didn't bite me. They were just there. Here's the thing. How they did probably, you even know they were there? No, no, Ben, they well, did I bite had a you. Girl You're just over. not allergic to them. Uh-huh. Yeah, I had a girl over and she said that she was getting bit all night. And I was like, no, that's not, that's not possible. That was just me. Like, whatever, I'm not getting bit. I, bit, I sleep here every night. <laughs> yes. No, it's just and, me. Uh, it's not bugs. Yeah, I'm, I'm a biter. I'm, an, I'm a nighttime nibbler. Uh, okay, wait, this is uh, so... It's tied to the topic, oh no. but it's my grandparents, my... Grandma and grandpa don't sleep together in the same bed anymore because she had a dream or nightmare. She was biting somebody and she bit my grandpa in their sleep. And he was so pissed that they don't sleep together anymore. It's not my story. I really, I don't wish I had been a part of it, but it gives some insight into Micah, our drummer. 
he actually uh, also has really horrible, like, talks in his sleep, is restless. Nobody wants to sleep with him. He fell asleep watching something on his laptop while eating green curry. <laughs> and so him and Noah woke up in the same bed together, covered in curry. <laughs> and I've never seen That's Noah awesome. so upset. I mean, it's like the fun- we were wheezing in the morning talking about it. He's just, <laughs> Micah just rolls out of bed, covered. It's all in his hair. Oh. So, like, who does that? How do you oh. fall asleep in curry? I don't know. That's see, I don't know how you fall asleep eating curry. I fell asleep after a really long moving day, long, exhausting. It was a moving day. It's exhausting yeah. always. I I needed a nightcap. I was in I was in bed in this apartment uh with my fiance. We didn't have nightstands. I had bed whiskey, which is just whiskey in bed. So I had a bed whiskey. <laughs> I didn't have a nightstand. Say more. So just, can you describe uh, it in another way? <laughs> is there a hyphen? I don't know. Anyway, I fell asleep with it. Maybe it was a bed beer. Whatever. Just tell the story. <laughs> okay, I spilled. I spilled my fucking beverage in the bed, and I wake up, and I and it's it's there, and you know, oh and God. I'm like, I have to calculate. You know, do I? She's gonna be pissed. Like this is not good. She, clean sheets are her religion, and I spilled it. And I decided. <laughs> I decided if I woke her up. If I cleaned it or like woke her up, she'd be so pissed that like she wouldn't sleep. <laughs> so I waited till the morning. How'd that go over in the morning? Not great, but better. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I need to be so pissed that like, you know, because she had been asleep for probably an hour at that point. I really want you to figure yeah. out if it was a bed beer or bed whiskey. I think it was, a, I'm realizing it was probably a bed beer because of the amount of liquid. <laughs> <laughs> But bed curry, you know, that's that's a new bed low. Curry. They're both bad. Bed yeah. beer and bed curry. No, bed curry is the, the best because there's you can't hide that evidence. Like everything no. is green. That's the thing is we were like, are we going to get charged now from the hotel? You just have green curry all over the bed. It makes you I was think like, like I, what? Told, I, I turned around. I was like, I'm not paying for that, Micah. These poor, the people that work at hotels must see so much curry in beds. <laughs> Like, just nothing. They see everything. Uh, they see it. The fact that no one called you is like, it's not the first time that there's oh, been no. an explosion. No. What if we uh, do a little oh. one-hit ponder? Would that be oh, insane? Oh, you want to do one-hit ponder? I didn't, yeah. Andy, I didn't tell you we were going to do this. This is where we play yet another theme song Ooh. and then ask you your favorite one-hit wonder. Okay, while the theme song plays, I'll look and through my yeah, phone just and find one. See, yeah, this is this is exactly how it works. Okay. I wrote one good song, took it straight to the top. I only wrote one good song, then my band got dropped. These are all too good. Actually, Thank Addy, you. both of our bands got dropped. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did you guys get I, dropped by Caroline? Like right after, same same as you did. I couldn't believe that they didn't keep you all on. I understand us. We're we're a weird band. But like, no, I, I'm. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> it's, <laughs> okay. I, I didn't. I didn't want to stay there. For us, okay, it was our I, it was our really second drop in a row, right? It. Oh, oh yeah. We're, yeah, I think we had a Where couple drops now? at that point. Yeah, we are on BMG, but self releasing through BMG. Is that like a publishing? 
No, it's like a, it's like a, like a oh, JV. Sorry, uh, distribution. No, it's it's distro with label services, JV with management and us, and it's like the do it I'm yourself. <laughs> we're yeah, we're <laughs> we're not on like a, a label label anymore, which I, I enjoy. Yeah, I think that's the it's which the new by way the way for, the, for, for, for any listeners. New wave. Yeah, for any listeners out there, they might not know what's happening in the music biz these days, which is labels kind of like the traditional label arrangement that you think of is becoming less the norm in every scenario. And for established bands that already kind of have an established thing going, you'll do a distribution deal where you'll sort of, I, how would you describe it? It's it's just like less involved than a label deal. And I just, it's more of a I money call split. it the same thing. Yeah, it is the same I, thing. For people who don't get it, I'm just like, you yeah, don't worry about it. But that is a pretty good explanation. Because ultimately uh, labels, back in the day, labels used to spend a lot of money on like radio campaigns and publicity and try to get you in Rolling Stone and like pay for your records and all this stuff. And now that you can like record at home, we are all our own publicists. We are all mm-hmm. make our own like content and media. You can upload anything wherever. There's no reason to give a company 97% ownership of your stuff for like a no. $30,000 advance. It's just like you figure it out. So I think a lot of people are just using labels for whatever little services they need, like better chance yeah. of playlists, which also doesn't work. And in a way, it's a lot of it's a good change, right? Because it's like, in the past, you would have these label horror stories, like a label that like one A&R guy wouldn't like your album, and so they'd just shelve it indefinitely. And But you also wouldn't be able to put out music anymore. You know, that kind of, but that kind of stuff doesn't really happen anymore, I don't think. At least not to us. Not to us. They let us release whatever crap we want to release, you know. <laughs> yeah, they do. There's there's a lot of songs I didn't know were one hit wonders. Are you gonna be my girl by Jet is considered a one hit wonder. Oh yeah, yeah that checks out. La Bamba by Los Lobos. Yeah. Which would you like I to hear? I love that song. Well, do I like that song? I find myself singing it. You guys must get so Jesse, annoyed. I'll be Jesse. In- have you gotten into Los Lobos yet? You would be into Los Lobos. <laughs> in the mail. Yeah. Oh, Yeah, Jesse, okay. you sing that song all the time. Hold on. It's, it's, that must be annoying. Hold on. I, it's sorry, I annoying. have a very specific bone to pick because Los okay. Lobos is a great band. Their cover of La Bamba was a hit. And so they're kind of a one oh. I wonder. But what we just listened to was not Los Lobos' version right, that's, of that's La Bamba. Yeah. Oh. Richie Valens. Yeah. You're right. I so, just like, we're in the van. Yeah, they did, they did the rock version. This one's great. Yeah, does that's it count as a one-hit wonder if you're covering a song that's already a hit? I, no, I don't I, I think th- so. Well, but but Alien Ant Farm with Smooth Criminal, I feel like that and, counts, you know. And a, a band I grew up listening to called the Ataris, they have they had their one radio hit, I guess, big radio hit was a cover of Boys of Summer. It? Boys right? of Summer. Boys of Summer. Yeah, yeah but you that's know, wild. I, yeah, so I guess they're a one-hit wonder, but it's of a cover, so that's its own this category. Is this this is one hit ponder where we we discuss one hit wonders and we fight about whether or not they are one hit wonders. I love it. You know, we're still a new podcast and we're still sort of auditioning segments. I've enjoyed every single one I've been a part of. What's been your least favorite segment? 
<laughs> of the two? <laughs> yeah, you're right. There's two segments. <laughs> Is there two segments? I think. Yeah, we did uh, tour stories. Yeah, there and... were two, two song, three songs, two segments. Yeah. We're not cutting tour stories. <laughs> Don't cut any of these. These are wonderful. Yeah, we have You're to, wonderful. We have to, there's a 30-minute feedback <laughs> section at the end where we'll just let you complain about what we A we've survey? Done. Yeah, it's a post-survey. You get entered into a raffle. Um, <laughs> Perfect. Let's listen to one more Greeting Committee tune. And then this is what we play at the end of the episode. Oh, then we're not, it's not done yet. I mean, we could, we're, we're about at the end. We've been chatting for nearly an hour, Addy. It's been so fun. I miss you we guys. Miss, we miss you. We miss you guys. We miss you're you back. You said you sold that your milestone was selling out an 800 cap room in Washington, D.C., right? Isn't that what yeah. you said? That was, you yeah, that was a good one. Played That's it. the biggest moment of her right? whole life. Was it mm-hmm. Black Cat? Yeah. So we oh, shared this Cat. kind of mild, personal milestone. When we were graduating college, we were able to play Black Cat. It was a huge deal for us. We were like scratching our heads. I mean, still, I'm like, 800 crazy. humans want to see us? All right, crazy. But I thought when you said that, I was like, I have a feeling we share that same milestone. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, it's a great venue. It's a classic and... venue. I want to do 930 Club really badly. That's a, that's oh. a big like. You'll be there next. Yeah. I hope. Yeah. You'll have I want those cupcakes. I remember back in the day when we played Black Cat, because we played it several times, and they have, back then they had the saddest little shower uh, behind the stage. You take this like this like concrete stairwell down, and like in the bathroom there before you get to the stage was like this like gross shower with you know no nozzle on the on the mm. shower head whatever and you know we had never really toured we'd never done a bus thing or anything and I was like who was using this horrible shower and now like knowing that life is on the road I would take that shower in a heartbeat oh my like, god just like reset and like I just didn't understand how venues worked and I remember <laughs> being like who would use a, a shower at a venue and it's like oh because you live in a bus or you've been in a van and you've been driving all day and you have no other means to not be disgusting. I've only showered in the ones that look kind of nice because just it's keep it just that a way. choice. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's not that I have no choice. That's the perk of the 15 passenger van. Yeah. You get hotels. That's the only one. Do you get recognized a lot in uh, Kansas city? In Kansas city. If I go to places that would have people that listen to alternative music. Yeah. I think it's cool. really funny. My favorite story of getting recognized was just this girl in Kansas city who, uh, walked by me and she looked at me and she pointed and I nodded and she gave a thumbs up and left. <laughs> like it was silent communication. That's, That's great. So she was nice. like, are you you? I said, yes. And on her way. It was very nice. Love that. That's awesome. So fun. Love that. Yeah. It's been so fun having you on here on this thing. This is great. I'm excited to listen to who you guys have on from now on. It'll be fun. You guys are wonderful. You're so wonderful. It's all going to be downhill from here. We miss you. We love you. And hopefully we, uh, I don't know, hang out and do a show or shows together soon and make something I happen. would love that. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to be in New York for almost all of June. So I will see you guys. This is great. Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, time. We're going to Do you want to say It'll why happen. you're going to be in New York in June? My childhood best friend lives there. And we were watching the show Girls on HBO Max. And I said that would be so fun. And she said, you should sublease my roommate's room for the month. So we're going to do it. Oh, man. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. Perfect. We're going to live the dream all the time. I hope so. I want to. We'll have you over right. for dinner. That's, mm. that's we can reenact girls together. The four yes, of us. Yes, please. Yep, exactly. You can pick who's who. 
They're all the most unlikable characters in the world. It's so great. All right. So Ben can be all of them. I pick Kylo <laughs> Ren. Wait, who, what? <laughs> As I, so Ben can be all of them. Great. I'll be all of them. Thanks, Jesse. <laughs> well, that's oh, a great way to end this puppy. Here's one last song by the Marvelous Greeting Committee. Thank you, Addy, for being here. You're the best. Thank you. Love you guys. Love you, Love you back. Bye, y'all. than you certain people will greet my name with a proud and mighty and one glorious day my songs will be played at an airport chili's tune